Guys, it is almost time for the best time of the year, and that's tailgate season. And when you think about tailgates, you're thinking about beers and you're thinking about food. And when you're thinking about food, you're thinking about hot sauce. I'm talking about Silk City Hot Sauce. It's a mom-and-pop business from Vermont that produces hot sauce with locally grown peppers. There's several blends and flavors. Here's just a few. You got Slurp, which is fresh peaches, honey, Vermont apple cider, habanero and cherry pepper blend with a hint of smoked jalapeno. We got the Badass Jew, which is four pepper blend, jalapeno, cherry pepper, serrano, and habaneros with tomato, roasted red peppers, roasted garlic, and Mexican seasoning. Good Morning Jonestown, which is a smoked habanero and smoked serrano with carrots, roasted peppers, garlic, onions, and a splash of white vinegar. Killer Hot is their second hottest three pepper blend featuring fatali, habanero, and ghost with roasted red peppers, garlic, and honey. Ghost Whisper is a pile of ghost and habanero with roasted peppers, garlic, onion, and red vinegar. It's a very powerful sauce with a deep and delicious flavor. And you guys got to check out the artwork on these bottles. Silk City uses professional comic book artists to create the coolest looking hot sauce in the biz. They offer great deals when you purchase the two, three, four, five, or six mix and match packs. Go to SilkCityHotSauce.com and use the coupon code CHOP. You're going to receive 20% off your order. You're going to receive a free bottle, and you're going to get some stickers along with that. That's SilkCityHotSauce.com. Hello. Hello. Hello, people. Welcome, welcome to the show. I'm your host, comedian Joe Matteris. That's right. You're listening to Pretender to Contender. Another week, another episode. Some great stuff to discuss today. Some great callers calling in, as always, the phone number. It's open all week. Voice your questions, voice your comments, all that kind of stuff, and I will uh, share it on the podcast, 951-298-9899. It's pretty easy. Put it in your phone, 951-298-9899. That's the Pretender to Contender hotline number. What else do you need to know? Got some dates coming up. October 1st, I'll be at the Scottish Rite Auditorium doing Remember When, the new edition. The new edition of the show. Brand new stuff. Live band. Two South Jersey opening acts, Brendan Dunnigan and the great Dan Callahan. These boys, I call them boys. They're in their 20s. They're hilarious. And uh, they're opening for me. Both of them separately. Should be fun. Should be fun. And uh, the Pat Finnerty Band will be uh, my house band for my whole show. Should be a good night. October 1st, it's a Friday, Collingswood, New Jersey, Scottish Rite Auditorium. All you have to do is go to joematteris.com to get tickets to that. And then you got November 6th at the Emelin, the Emelin Theater in Mamaronic, New York. Come to both of those. Uh, what else I want to tell you? Ben Bailey, Ben Bailey coming to the club that I'm doing monthly, 10 minutes near, 10 minutes away from my house, the great Jackie B's, Jackie B's, I'm doing monthly shows there, I did my three show internship, (laughs) or uh, what do they call it, 
when you're there over and over again. That's your uh, your residency. I did three shows there, and now I'm opening for uh, some guys, bigger names, friends, all the comics that I like. Ben Bailey from Cash Cab will be there January 25th, and I'll be... Did I just say January? I'm losing it. September 25th at this month. That's a Saturday night. Ben Bailey from Cash Cab will be there, and I'll be hosting it two shows, 6 and 8 p.m. All these tickets, all these show tickets are available on JoeMatterese.com. And, of course, if you want to advertise on the show or you want to uh, advertise on my TikTok page, it's pretty easy. All you got to really do is get a hold of... Uh, Get a hold of Chris. Chris over there at the Chop Sports, at Chop Sports Media. Just go to chopsportsmedia.com. Click on the contact. Get a hold of Chris, and you can uh, you can run ads on the podcast, just like Silk City Hot Sauce, who's sponsoring today's episode. All right, Jesus, lot to say, lot to say at the top, and 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 I and I really. I wish I didn't have to say all that stuff, guys. I apologize. I apologize. I know. When you're listening to a podcast, oh, you're like, Jesus, shut up. Shut up. Get to the subject. I want to hear what the episode is about. What is it about today? What's today's episode about? I think it's really just about taking on house jobs on your own. And, and dads and guys out there that are listening who can do that, or maybe you can't, and that's what you called in about. Maybe you're one of those guys. It's like, I got to hire I gotta hire somebody even to paint. I need to hire a guy just to put a doorknob on. I need to hire a locksmith to uh, do anything that has to do with locks. Uh, and, 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 and why this is coming up, I don't know if you uh, watched the weather this past week, here in uh, Westchester County, Westchester County, New York, where I live. I live in New Rochelle. Insane storms. Insane rain like we've never seen. And it feels like every single person that I know got flooded. And I didn't. I didn't get flooded. And you, you know if you've listened to me over the years that I've talked about my basement and how anal I am and how many different moves I've made to try to keep the water from coming in. Very hard to do. But uh, I got I, I I went crazy with it. I got the leave the 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 gutter covers, cover the gutters. Make sure your gutters are clean. Make sure there's no leaves in there blocking all the water from coming out. Make sure uh what else? Uh, you have the proper flooring if you get water. That's something I learned. Because I had final plank flooring in there on the whole basement at one point. And water would come in, and then it would get underneath that shit, and it would just stay under there. Even though they say that shit is waterproof, which it is, that doesn't mean that the water will go away. It's just sitting there, and water turns into mold. This sounds like a house podcast, but it's it's kind of it's going to kind of be that. That's what this episode's about. I've done lots of work on that basement getting it okay, and because of that, I just got a little bit of surface water in about four different spots, and I decided get that 
vinyl plank flooring out of here. I'm sick and sick of lifting it up and drying underneath. Guys out there, if you got the basement that gets a little wet, get the rubber flooring. The cheap shit. That's what I buy. The cheapest one, the cheapest version of it. Those squares that lock in together. I have them all over the floor in the basement. Water comes in. You just lift them up, dry the floor, and put them back down again. That's what you should do out there, everybody. Don't think you could put rug down in your basement and that you're going to be fine because you have a sub pump. I know multiple people in this past storm that had multiple sub sump pumps. I was saying sub pump my whole life, by the way. My wife corrected me a couple weeks ago. She's like, asshole. She didn't say asshole, but she might as well have. It was in the tone. Sump. It's sump pump. I guess uh, below ground means sump. (laughs) Sump pump. Everybody. Uh, Yes. So uh, I didn't have, I don't have sump pumps in my house, but I do have. Everything kind of ready now for the water to come in, dry it up, get rid of it. You know, don't keep shit down there that you love. Uh, I lost a couple of musicians that were I was working with for my um, my Marinick show that I was going to that I'm doing um, at the Emelin Theater because they're all their gear got destroyed. I'm like, if you're a musician, this is amazing to me if you, that anyone would keep their expensive shit in their basement. I'm up here in the third story. I mean, sure, water could come in through the roof up here. You know, if my roof ever went, I keep the roof new. I'm, you know, again, that's what this episode's about because you do see these homeowners that just let shit go. I grew up with parents that were anal as shit, just like me. I never let shit go. That shit's starting to get old. It's gone. One rotted tree limb on a tree. Fucking tree's either going down or it's getting pruned. Speaking of which, there's a tree guy. He's probably here now. He's probably outside. We might hear... (coughs) I sound like a smoker today. We might hear... In the middle of this podcast. Because uh, we've got some major pruning going on in these oak trees that do suck. I would love to take them down, but my wife will not let me. So we're spending the money again and we're pruning the shit out of them, trying to thin them out. So the the real job that I've done over the past month, I guess I've been working on it. You've seen some of the pictures on my Instagram posts is the driveway. I had these old school Belgian blocks as the edging on my driveway and they were when I say old school I'd say each of them weighed 50 pounds maybe more maybe like 60 75 pounds some of the bigger ones deep in the ground they don't go down a little bit like the kind you get now deep we're talking like uh, two feet down and I wanted to raise them up because they're really nice they're these really old stones and I'm like why would these things be buried in the ground let's get them up And then they'll hold that annoying gravel driveway that my wife forced me to get. She doesn't want the uh, blacktop. We only have blacktop at the bottom of our driveway where our son's basketball court is. Oh, God, I'm real burpy today. Sorry about that. So I, uh, I lifted those Belgian blocks up myself. 
Then I got all the gravel out of the driveway because I wanted to put a nicer gravel. And I made a gravel patio in the backyard because there was this huge area where water was pulling up. It just always pulled up and the grass wouldn't grow because the water would just sit there. So I kept digging and digging and making it bigger and bigger. And now I, a friend of mine who's a landscaper just schools me. A little shout out to Carl Sincata up there in New Hampshire. If you're listening, this guy gives me the advice. He's like, Joe, what the fuck? You know, he's got that Boston accent, even though he lives in New Hampshire, but he's from Waltham, Mass. He'd be like, what are you, fa- what are you, what are you fucking, what are you, retarded? What the fuck are you doing, Joe? Kid, hey kid, you gotta you gotta fucking put a patio back there, Joe. You can't afford the the fucking the fucking pavers. You gotta do fucking gravel, Joe. Just get the gravel out of your driveway and fucking throw it back there. Then get some of that, and then get in the, the, the the gravel you really want, and just put that over the top. It'll fucking stay up there. If you put stone dust, you told me to get this stone dust, which they didn't they didn't. Uh, they would have charged me an extra charge to have it delivered. Couldn't uh, I couldn't get I couldn't get it in my gravel order. It felt really manly yesterday. I ordered like six hundred and fifty dollars of gravel that's coming. That'll go in the driveway. It'll go in the path, and it'll go in this patio area in the backyard. But I raised those Belgian blocks, and then I he's like, "You gotta fucking put the fucking the fucking mortar." The mortar in the fucking <laughs> in the fucking joints. So I went and bought the right mortar. I had to get the right color mortar. I put that in all the joints. I used that little squishy thing that you stick it in that looks like you're putting icing on a cake. You seen the you seen the masons out there with that. And I was just spraying it in, in, in putting it in between all the joints, then smoothing it out with the trowel, then using my finger to make it really nice. And then after about an hour, he's like, Joe, you got to get a fucking sponge. Get a sponge to get the fucking excess off the fucking rock. So I took the sponge and he's like, and then after that, you want to make it really nice. You go over it with a wire brush. A fucking, a fucking wire brush, Joe. So I had the wire brush already. You know, I had all the tools. I got all the tools. You can't use the you can't you can't borrow people's tools anymore, folks. Get your own tools. Get the shit you need. It's satisfying to do these jobs. It's all on YouTube. It teaches you. What's your ex- you know how much money I saved? I think that probably would have been I had a couple of quotes on it. I mean, it would have been like a three or four thousand dollar job. Maybe even more, because I did the 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 back. The back area too, geez. It probably would have been a ten thousand dollar job, and I'm doing it for like uh, in material under seven hundred bucks. I saved ninety five hundred dollars. Fuck you, Masons. And it looks good. You looked at the pictures. It's not like I did a shitty job. So I asked from my listeners, what home jobs have you done that you're proud of? Or maybe they call in and say they uh, they didn't do anything great. So I want to go to the phones right here at the top. And uh, let's see who we got. Let's see who we got on the line. See what they've done with their house. Some jobs that they've pulled off. Kid, 
Swifty. I changed the filter on my ice machine on my refrigerator. I was very satisfied. That's about all I can do. New Rochelle, New York. I really can't tell who that one was. I should know it, but I don't. It's a 914, so it's one of somebody in New Rochelle that I must know. Kid Swifty. He changed. Let's listen to that again. Come on. Kid Swifty. I changed the filter on my ice machine on my refrigerator. I was very satisfied. That's about all I can do. New Rochelle, New York. Still no, no idea who that is. Amazing. That might be Bill. That might be Bill, but it might not be Bill. I was going to say something racist, and you can you can say things that are racist, and this is kind of positive racism here. As I say, if you're going to go racist, go positive. Uh, I live in a very orthodox Jewish neighborhood. M- multiple temples in walking distance. There's always uh, orthodox people walking down the middle of the street where I live. Not Hasidic, for you people that don't know anything about religion. Not Hasidic. Not the... Uh, the curls on the side, just orthodox, just yarmulke. And they are, their stereotype is, and especially just your, your, your uh, non-orthodox Jewish, just Jewish, is that they don't, they don't do manual labor, right? That's the thing. And it's so funny because I have Jewish people on both sides of me where I live. And they just look at me like I'm out of my fucking mind that I'm doing my own work. You want to throw Jewish people? Work on your own house. They're like, what the fuck is happening? They just stare at you like, what is, is something wrong? They look at you like you're, you're terminally ill. What's, is Joe all right? Does he need a hug? I saw him, I saw him, I saw him doing the joints on his Belgian block. I don't know. We might need to go see if he's all right. Kid Swifty. Come on, man. You can at least paint. Who else we got? Hey, this is Andrew Steiner. I'm calling from Little Italy in my home improvement project that turned out best or whatever the question was. I installed the bidet recently. It's like a fancy bidet. It's got a butt warmer and temperature control, and it dries your butt and everything. And uh, I live in an old, old um, tenement building, so like the fixtures are really close together, so I had to go to this this plumbing shop and get all these extensions. So I got all this plumbing uh, metal metal tubing sticking out of my wall now, but it works. It works. It doesn't leak. It works perfectly, and I'm very proud of it. Thanks, Joe. Have a good one. Andrew Steiner pulling off plumbing? Dude, that's impressive. I don't fuck with certain plumbing. I don't. When you got water leaking... You got to call the plumber. I I don't mess with that. You know, I know that's bad because you can go on YouTube and you can learn how to do plumbing. But for some reason, I don't I don't mess with it. And I think I know the reason, because what you said in your description is, oh, there's some, you know, pipes sticking out, but it works. I'm too anal. I can't have it just work. It has to look really good when I'm done the job. I don't want to have to hire somebody again to come and fix my fuck up. 
And that's why some of you guys don't do anything, which is no excuse. Come on. You can learn how to paint. You can do minimal stuff so you don't have to waste money. And you can actually enjoy it. Like, I put my kids to work. I paid my son and his two friends $15 an hour to help me do some of the digging when I was digging those Belgian blocks out of the ground. Because you had to dig them. You had to dig down to get those out of there. So, yeah, I'd love to see a picture of that, Andrew. Send me a picture. I could maybe post it on uh, some of the uh, uh, social media posts for this week's podcast. I'd love to see a picture of this bidet. I don't want to see it in action. I don't want to see your ass above it. I would love to have a bidet, by the way. Nothing worse than an itchy asshole. I mean, do they have commercials for bidets in other countries where they're popular? Do you get an itchy asshole a lot? Do you feel like you have to wipe and then wipe and then wipe and then wipe again? Well, here's the answer. Call Andrew Siner. He'll come in. He'll do a really half-assed job and install your bidet. There'll be pipes sticking out of the walls, but it will work. It will keep your butt warm, too. Get the Steiner Vision. <laughs> bidet ass warmer. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. Uh, who else? Who else is out there? Joe Matarese, your old buddy Arnold. I'm uh, wondering if uh, you're sorry we missed that band concert as much as I am. Uh, but at Home Projects, biggest one. Uh, my bar, I bought a bar. Cost me $3,500 for the bar when I bought my house. They wanted $2,500 to stain it. I'm the least handyman in America. But I said, frig it, I'll try and stain it. If I screw it up, it's $2,500. $40. I sand it, stained it. It looks beautiful. Made me do my dining room table. That's another story. Take it easy. <laughs> yeah, man. The, people don't realize uh, that's not that hard either. I, I've done a lot of that work, which you've seen pictures in the past. I even made an amazing desk that my wife uses. I should show a picture of that. That... Um, we made from some reclaimed wood, and we got some uh, friend of mine helped me with some of it. A little shout out to Carlo, Carlo Valente, who we haven't heard from in the, on the podcast in a while. He was like a regular caller for many years. Carlo Valente, do you even still listen? Carlo uh, and I, he had the reclaimed wood. And we uh, we got the, what do you call it, the vices, those big vices. And we put the wood glue and the dowels, the dowels to hold it together. And then I sanded it all down and sanded it and sanded it. That was a lot of work because they were really uneven. And you got to get all the, uh, sand all the glue off and all the flaws in the wood. And uh, he built some legs and we attached them. And then I stained the top. And then stained it again, and then uh, I put some put some poly, put about five coats of poly on there. It's pretty easy, man. That's one of the easier things. Staining. I haven't taken on staining floors because I'm afraid of it, <laughs> but I think I'm going to. Because uh, anyone else live in a house like this? This is how OCD I am. I hate it. My wife can handle it. We have different color floors on the first floor. Than we do on the second floor. And then on the third. Let's see. I could tell you how many colors we have of wood. 
in my office it's like dark brown then it's like uh honey brown in the hallways and then my kids rooms when we bought the house their floors are really bad so we had to have them sanded and done so theirs are like natural wood so that's one two three four different colors wood in one house on the hardwood how annoying is that i don't know i hate it i uh, we have the we have the light colored floors on the first floor and everybody compliments them but i'm too ocd i see all the flaws in them i kind of think uh the guy who was who did those floors for us was right he said if i were you cuz your floors aren't in great shape you know he goes and you'll hide more of the flaws with the the standard dark brown that everybody does i would go with that nope my wife wanted the light we got whitewash floors and you see all the, my fucking daughter had one of those hoverboards she barely uses it now for about 6 months so she was going nuts with it and there's just scratches all over the all over the place on the uh, on the whitewashed, you know. But maybe I'll take that on next. Maybe I can rent one of those sanders and do my own floors. I know my mother-in-law did that once in her house, so if she did that, and I'm more handy than her. I think I can pull it off. Anybody out there <coughs> do their own floors? Call in sometime and talk to me about it. Talk me through it. Nine five one two nine eight. Nine eight nine nine. Let's see who we got next. Oh, no transcription. That scares me. Fifteen seconds. This might there might be nothing on this one. Yeah, that's a nothing. Sorry. I'll give you the last four numbers of that. Whoever you were, you were nine seven eight four. Oh, he called again. He called again. Here we go. Hey Joe. Hey Joe, it's Bill from New Rochelle. Just calling to talk about the biggest home project that you took on yourself and um, was actually happy with that project. And just the, the question made me laugh because my wife doesn't allow me to do anything around the house. Like, we call a guy in for everything. I think the only one project that I've done is planting uh, vegetables in my garden, which they're actually fantastic. The cucumbers are um, restaurant quality. But, um, yeah, I don't. I don't really get to do many big home projects around here because my wife's father was a contractor and so she always needs a contractor to come in and do things. And I just, you know, got to sit back and let it happen. But uh <laughs> hope all's well. <laughs> okay, so that early call wasn't Bill because that was Bill. Bill, I love it. I'll actually give you the pass. I like that your wife won't let you, and she's just like, we're getting somebody professional. I would love it if my wife was like that. Your wife's tough. I know your wife is one of those like like she, she she's funny. She like rips on me every time I see her in like a funny way. Did she have brothers growing up? It, it makes sense that her dad was a contractor because she definitely has that personality of. Uh, guy's guy dad you know um my wife my wife's dad's pretty handy but at the same time i don't i don't think my wife wants me to do the job and then she doesn't want to hire anybody to do the job either she would rather just leave it she's smart with the money like she'll be like we can't afford that right now and i'm like i can't fucking take it we gotta do it i'm sick of it we're getting central air and then we and now we have it and guess what she loves it. She loves the central air. 
Speaking of which, I thought it might have got messed up because one of the units was in the basement. Uh, we have dual zones, so one of them's in the basement, one of them's in the attic. And the basement one was sitting in a little bit of water. It was just surface water. And then that vinyl plank flooring was underneath it, pressing it down. You know, the water was under the vinyl plank. And then the whole unit was on top of the vinyl plank flooring. And I went and mansmanned it. I went over. I, I, I broke it all the way across and ripped everything out. And then the remaining pieces that were under the air conditioner, which I thought was heavy, which turned out to not be. I got pliers and I just went, and I just fucking pulled all the fucking pieces right out from under the air conditioner. I felt great. And then when I got them out, I went to like kind of move around the air conditioner to see how heavy it was. And it was like a feather. That's <laughs> hilarious. I was like, oh, okay. That's not heavy at all. All right. Uh, uh, all right. Let's see what we got next. I think we got a lot of new row today. Terry McEnany from New Rochelle. Um, I did do a family project. Uh, I tried to do the tiles in my uh, basement uh, house before we put it for sale. And it was a kind of a, thought it would be about an hour and a half project, end up turning into about a three hour, maybe a five hour project. Didn't know there was going to be that much measuring and cutting of the tiles for the ceiling than was anticipated. But at the end, I was very happy with it. Looking back, I probably should have had some person do it with me. I tried to do it myself as well. But all in all, went well. Enjoy your night. Adios. Terry. Terry, originally from South Jersey. Uh, I like that one, Terry. You did it yourself because you were selling it. That's a good move. Because, you know, if you fuck it up a little bit, who cares? You're selling the house, right? As long as it looks pretty good, <laughs> that's the problem with buying homes these days. I think that's why people will buy land and knock houses down and then build a new house on it because they don't want to deal with other people's flaws and other people's, sometimes their taste. You're like, oh, you know, what do I get to pick everything out that I like if I build, if I build a home. So uh, that's another thing to think about. When you're buying a house, they're just fixing it as cheap and shitty as possible. I noticed that with mine, uh, some of the painting on the outside of the house. I realized, you know, the proper way would have been to get rid of the wood going around the windows and replace it with Azac wood, which lasts for almost ever, and, and, and paint that which I ended up having to do with my house on every window in the whole house a couple of years ago. Uh, and when we bought the house, they just paint, they painted right over like rotted wood. Certain things you don't look for, man. It helps to bring somebody. If you're going to go buy a house that really knows, you know, I do that with, if I ever bought a used car, you, you bring it to the, you know, you bring it to your mechanic and let him look at it and say, let him tell you if it's a piece of shit or not. Same with a house. Bring a contractor over. It's funny that you pay that inspector guy. You should pay that inspector guy to just come and look at houses with you. <laughs> and he'll be like, this is a good one. This is a shitty one. This is this. This is that. And if you end up buying a house, because even though the inspector said it was shitty, you deserve what's, uh, what's coming. All right. A couple more calls. This is Johnny Flea from Mount Laurel. I love this guy. Born and raised in South Philly. 
and my uh, my work of art was my finished basement. Yes, came phenomenal. Anybody needs their basement done? Let me know. <laughs> and that's it. Take care. Uh, I love Johnny Flea. He's a guy I haven't seen him in a while. He's a South Philly guy, you know, guy's guy, Italian. What is it about Italians and Finnish basements? Like that was always my goal with my house, which is probably why I put that vinyl plank flooring in. It looked so good when I got it down, but it was so wrong for a basement that took on water. And some of you would say, well, you're an idiot, Joe. Why didn't you get multiple sump pumps? Why didn't you get French drains? Right? Which anyone who knows the reason why I didn't do that, uh, these French drains, holy shit, it could be $30,000. I mean, there are some Italians out there that need that finished basement so badly that they spend thirty grand on French drains. And you know what I did? I said, fuck that. I'm making my third story office really nice <laughs> where I am right now with central air in it with all kind of cool stuff hanging on the walls, even though you guys make fun of that. I put some of that vinyl plank flooring on the walls in this room. I think it looks good where I have it. Uh, my, my next project is I, I kind of want to man cave out the, the garage, because we have a garage that we can't put our cars in, really, because it's on the back of our house, and it's really hard to angle your cars into it, to go in the driveway and then curve around and then back in, and it's small, so it's a tight fit. You're afraid you're going to smash the car every time you go in, and, but it's got a really high ceiling in it, and if you heard me in the past, I fell off a second-story uh, shelf that was up there. Not a second-story, but you know, it's like 11 feet off the ground, and I... I thought I was going to have to go to the emergency room. It was bad. I fell off a ladder and landed face, almost face first, smashed my head. It was bleeding. My whole body was banged up. It was, it was a bad one. Uh, and I want to take that shelf out of there and, and totally make that uh, a cool room. And, but in order to do that, everybody knows you need a shed because where are you going to keep all your shit? You got bikes. You got... You got a uh, lawn carrying equipment, a uh, snow blower, all that shit. You need, you need, you need the, uh, the shed. And I haven't pulled the trigger on that. I haven't had the money to do one of the shed. I got to do that, dude. That'd be so sweet. Get the nice shed. Some people man cave out their shed. I just need the shed to keep the shit. I'll man cave out the garage, you know? All right. We got one last caller. Holy shit. One last caller. And it's the legend. We haven't heard from him in a while, probably because I forgot to play his call on a couple episodes ago, but he calls every week, and we love the guy. Uh, and uh, let's play it. The this legend. is Johnny Flea. Whoop, whoop. From Look, I played Johnny Flea twice. No, this is the legend. Here we go. Joe, Ron Poliquin. Yeah. Dover, Delaware. Doveroffice.com. When's the last big project? None. I don't do any projects. I don't do any projects big or small. It's actually pretty embarrassing as a man. I actually have people hang up picture frames for me. <laughs> I don't paint. I'm not going to do anything just because I'm really bad at it. You know, like, it's just it's not 
How can you be bad at hanging a picture frame? Ron. Ron. I just had an alarm go off. How can you be bad at hanging a picture frame? You can't put a nail in a wall? Come on. You don't, what, you don't trust it? You think it's going to be crooked or maybe I shouldn't have put it there? Or do you literally not know how to hit a nail into a wall? Is it really that bad? That's what I'm afraid our kids are going to be like because they're all on cell phones all the time and computers that when it comes to homeowning, when they get old enough, they're not going to know how to hit anything with a hammer. They're not, they don't know how to even, they don't even know what, they don't even know what pliers are. Oh no, Ron. Oh no. Something I do, I'm willing to pay the extra like uh, dude to come in and like fucking just, you just have to have a guy to come in that's willing to like, you know, you pay him 50 bucks, he hangs up like, you know, a couple pictures or whatever. He does. All right, Ron. First of all, I don't know if any of you guys notice. This is another reason, Ron, why I do the jobs myself. I don't do it for a living. And I do it better than the guys that do it for a living. That's one of the main reasons I had to start doing some of this shit myself. They do the worst fucking job, especially when you buy the guys that are affordable or you hire the guys that are affordable. You get a guy to come to your house for 50 bucks. He doesn't know what he's doing. Those guys don't get in their car, those skilled guys, unless they're making 250. They're not coming over for the $50 put your picture up job. That's like that's like getting a cab to go two blocks because <laughs> it's cold out. Like, come on, suck it up, put on your hood, put on your gloves, fucking walk the two blocks, you'll live. Oh, my God. Yeah. One of the worst guys I ever hired. I remember this. This is another sign you're getting a shitty guy, and he's not going to be at the job. They're never at the job, the guy who comes and prices out the job when you get these expensive companies. Guy did my roof in Portchester when I used to live there. Sixteen grand for the roof. And uh, he never came once. He showed up to price it out. You know, I remember him showing up in a regular truck to price out the job. And then when he got the job, he had these guys doing the job. And he would show up with that little uh, Bluetooth earpiece, the old school big one, in a BMW. I was like, this motherfucker showing up in his BMW with the boot Bluetooth. He's not doing any of the work. And I'll never forget this. I look out my son's bedroom window at the time and they shot nails right through the top of the, the roofing shingles and you could see the exposed nail. Now, anyone, I don't know if you would know this, Ron, because you're saying you don't do anything, but I think you'd be smart enough to know that if you look at a nail head sticking out <laughs> of the shingle on your roof, that water is going to get through there and go into your house. You can't have a nail. They have to go over top of each other. That's why uh, those roofs, roofs, right, they they overlap, you know. You you, don't, you can't have fucking nail. He, i never forget it. When that guy showed up and I showed him out the window, I go, look, there's nail heads going all the way across here. And he goes, you're right. I was like, yeah, I know I'm right. What the fuck? You guys do this for a living. I had another guy once. I hired him to come and put cedar shakes on my old house in Portchester. 
I think it was a $12,000 job, all new cedar shakes on the side of this Dutch colonial home that we had. He has it half done, and I'm looking at it and going, I don't think those uh, cedar shakes should be touching each other. They're, they're butting up against each other. I know they're going to expand in the heat, and it was kind of cold out when they were doing it. And I look on the box while the guy's installing them, and I read the directions, and it says leave whatever, I don't know, a quarter inch, a half inch to give uh, room for expansion in the warmer months. You can't have these up close because they'll expand and then they'll crack. And I say to the guy, and he's like, no, 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 they're supposed to look like this. I go, well, the box, i never forget, I just hand him the box. I go, the box says there should be a space. Right on the box. On the fucking box. Not inside the box, in directions. On the box. Everybody, no matter how lazy you are, you read the box. Even if you know how to make the Eggo waffle. <laughs> you read the box and it says, all right, toast it on. Da, 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 fa, da, 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 da. Right? Okay, got it. Or uh, even if you know oatmeal, you read the box and it says, this is how long you boil the water for. And then you throw that in and mix it up. Okay, got it. This guy didn't read the box. And again, he just looks at the box and goes, you're right. And he had to pull them all down and start completely over again. And no, he did not charge me more. He fucked up. That's why, Ron. That's why you do it yourself. This or does that. I'm not. I'll just screw things up, man. I, I think it's better that I just stay in my zone and kind of like do what I do. I can justify it by saying if I'm making this much amount of doing this, should I like really be doing a project, you know, rather than having pay somebody to do it well? Anyways, I'm sure I'm losing out on some kind of self-satisfaction of doing it, but I'm willing to sacrifice so it gets done right. See you, man. Bye. <laughs> That's hilarious. I think that was funny, though, the way you said that. Okay. Maybe I'm missing out on some satisfaction. <laughs> That'd be funny if we brought someone in to have sex with our wife, and that's how marriage was, or because like, we realized we're not so good at it. I'm not good. I'm not good sexually. So I got this guy, Juan, who comes in, and he fucks the shit out of my wife once every 10 days. It's great. And then she doesn't bother me, and I don't have to bang her. Like, that would be, I guess, if you had an unattractive wife. You want to? You wanted somebody else to do it for you? Oh my God, that would be classic. Yeah, I got this guy. You got a guy? Yeah, I got a guy. This episode—that's what it should be called. This episode, I got a guy. That's the hardest part, Rom. I don't know if you've ran into that, but it takes a lot of work to find the guy too. There's you got to call them. Nine out of ten of these fuckers don't show up when you hire them. It's like multiple calls. Oh, my God, he's going to show up. Then he comes and he's a jerk. Or then he comes, prices out the whole job, and uh, you never see him again. You can't get him to come back and do the job and get paid. I had a guy once prune all my trees in this house that I live in now. My father-in-law knew the guy, and then I never saw him. He never came back to get paid. He did the whole job. And never came back to get paid. He vanished. I'm like, I don't know what happened. Did he have to leave the country? I don't know. He did not speak English. I don't know what happened to him. 
but it was a free prune. Maybe he owed my father-in-law money and my father-in-law didn't tell me. I don't know what was going on, but never saw that guy again. So what did we learn? What did we learn in this episode? Do we have any inspirational music here? Anything? I don't think I have any. Let's see here. We have anything. It could just... Ah, oh, there we go. This will work. So what did we learn? What did we learn? I think... I think you gotta do it yourself. Give it a shot. You're better than you think. If you can follow directions and you can look at YouTube and do what they say or do what I do. Call your friend who does it professionally and he gives you advice. Carl, Carl Sankara fucking hooks me up. I've done so many outdoor jobs, the patio, the driveway. He just tutors me through it. Everybody has a friend who can tutor him through it. So then you get the satisfaction and then somebody's showing you how to do it. So you get both. So you don't fuck it up. Your friend won't let you fuck it up, will he? I don't know. Maybe he will. <laughs> but but go for it. You can do it. It's there. The tools. YouTube. Do the job. All right, everybody? A little Tom Jones there for a second. Love that. Love that. All right. So that's basically the episode, everybody. Get out there. Do the job. Come and see me live. JoeMatterese.com has all the dates. October 1st, Collingswood, New Jersey. We also got September 25th. I'll be opening for Ben Bailey in uh, Scarsdale, New York. What else we got? November 6th, Mamaronick, New York. All on JoeMatterese.com. And if you want to advertise on the podcast, it's really easy. And you want to advertise on my TikTok page, 62,000 followers. All you got to do is contact ChopSportsMedia.com. Ask for Chris. He'll hook you up. He's a good guy. All right, guys. See you later. Silk City Hot Sauce. Silk City Hot Sauce. Come on, send me some. I want to taste it. I hear it's amazing. Amazing.